Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the CyberPro Podcast, back with another episode today. My guest is Anthony Stevens of Six Clicks. He is going to share with us his epiphanies on life, and more importantly, or maybe only equally as important, the ability to reimagine risk and improve your skills as a cybersecurity professional. So with that, Anthony, good morning. How are good you? Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for you? having me on your show. I'm very <laughs> well. Glad to hear it. You're in Melbourne, Australia, so you've probably had a little less coffee than I've had today. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I'm in uh, obviously an Australian-born uh, uh, person. I'm based in Melbourne, um, and uh, I'm currently the CEO and one of the founders of a company called Six Clicks. Um, and look forward to sharing a little bit more about that with you on your show. But um, essentially, we uh, have developed a software as a service platform uh, designed to be used by advisors, uh, MSPs and businesses to help them with uh, particularly cyber risk and compliance. Wonderful. Um, as the CEO and co-founder or co-founder of your company, tell us a little bit about your journey as to how you arrived to today, your company, and really from your perspective as the CEO, the leader of your company, where you see yourself and the industry going in the next year or so. Yeah, great. Um, well, the backstory is um, kind of kind of long, but I'll, I'll, I'll share the short version. Um, we were founded back in about uh, mid-2019 um, we launched our product right, you know, a couple of weeks into 2020, and we all know kind of what happened thereafter. So, so some people refer to us as being COVID-born, um, which is which is you know kind of a reasonable um, analogy or reference, I guess. But my um, my background prior to that, I've spent probably 20, 25 years in a variety of uh, corporate roles, predominantly as chief information officer. Um, for large corporates, including I ended up at uh, KPMG. I was a partner there and moved from being CIO to chief digital officer uh, for the firm. Um, my role there was to think about, which is kind of what led to Six Clicks. My role was to think about the market uh, and the technology available for advisors, of course, at, at a firm like KPMG, you've got literally hundreds of thousands operating across a range of different areas, including cybersecurity, of course. Um, but was to think about technology that would be useful for those advisors to automate the way they do work. But also in the process, I looked at, you know, what is the sort of risk and compliance software that businesses use or need uh, to, to effectively operate? And I guess through that experience, it became apparent, uh, a number of things became apparent. A, there's a massive opportunity there. B, the software and capability out there, either people are using spreadsheets or the software that is available is, you know, pretty long in the tooth. And that was that was the impetus to it at some point, you know, then, uh, then leave uh, KPMG, you know, dust off the, the sort of startup entrepreneurial uh, skill and mindset and uh, and and go for it. And um, 
yeah, that's that's kind of uh, how we got to this point. Um, and uh, happy to share share more in terms of where we're going. Uh, I think ultimately, as we all know around the world, it's a it's an incredibly exciting market. Uh, the growth, the opportunity, the complexity, but also therefore uh, the opportunity to do things better is is just um, reinforced to me every single day. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's uh, there's a, a long way for us to go. We're still sort of you know pretty early, having launched our product just over two years ago. It's a reasonably young company. Uh, but we've now got, you know, most of our operations and businesses in the United States, um, obviously a very strong presence in Australia because that's our roots. And we've also got operations in the United Kingdom. So, yeah. So you said something very compelling about the COVID-born company. I think that that places you guys in an awesome position in that because you were, quote unquote, born during that time, you don't have a lot of backstory or historicals holding you back right you you saw the emergence really of the dispersed workforce yes we we had we had it before then but really the forced dispersed workforce that occurred and now the voluntary dispersed workforce as we see it evolving into that being said how do you see that affecting what you're doing and the path that you will continue to go on. Yeah, I think I think that's a very, very insightful point. Um, I mean, one of the things I've always thought, um, I suppose in my career, I've spent most of my time in services-based industries, better than professional services, managed services, advisory businesses, et cetera. Um, you know, human capital intensive businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And I think pre-COVID where people relied for very good reasons because we like it we're social creatures we're social beasts relied heavily on working together in a in a boardroom or an office room and sitting with you know an excel spreadsheet up on the on the screen or a powerpoint slide or whatever it might be i think the reliance on more sophisticated technology we'll call it that way was kind of not as not as obvious and I feel people, when you spoke to advisors, and I still think it's the case today, people relied heavily on relationships, right? Mm-hmm. They rely as in the personal connection between people going to lunch, you know, developing rapport, you know, all those kind of things that um, we all know are important. But of course, before COVID, that's the way you did business, right? You, 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 if you're a consultant, you, uh, understood your client, you took, you know, took them, entertained them or took them to lunch or, you know, got to know their business, whatever way you could. And then when you did engage, you went to their offices and you sat, run workshops and all that kind of stuff. You know, COVID comes, a lot of those basic things aren't there. And I think um, it's forced the industry, the services industry, that is, um, to really think about you know, the role, genuinely the role of technology in automating and streamlining service delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a, ultimately that's a really good thing. So we've, we've, you know, COVID has been tough for lots of reasons related to culture. You know, it's very difficult. You know, people don't want to work in a distributed manner. But um, I think in driving efficiency and innovation in service delivery models, it's been a tremendous thing. Uh, Because it's forced people to think about, 
how productive they are. You know, rather than sitting in Ubers and cabs driving around from customer to customer, you can jump from one Zoom call to a to a Teams call or whatever. You know, seconds later. And if you've got the software to support you doing that, then um, I, I think it's a lot easier to make money and deliver better outcomes for clients. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> Very well put. Thank you for that. Uh, and that actually drills down perfectly into our next question. Uh, question number four, which is what you wanted to talk about, which is how to reimagine risk, demonstrate compliance, and overall improve cybersecurity. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, so I think I think the backdrop is one that probably doesn't need a great deal of explanation and your listeners would, you know, kind of nod and say, you know, of course it's the case. But, uh, you know, in summary, I think we all know that, you know, boards are expecting greater levels of transparency into the risks that the organisation has around cybersecurity. And then secondly, you can take the other side of that coin and say, well, there are compliance or regulators or compliance obligations that need to be met. Either we, either companies want to meet them or they have to be met depending on the industry that they're operating in. So that's the sort of, you know, top of the tree backdrop. And then there's the sort of on the ground issues that are being faced. Um, in Australia, we've had uh, you know, obviously I'll read the local press and, you know, there's been some pretty pretty high profile hacks and, you know, vulnerabilities continue to emerge, you know, hackers are alive and well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, your listeners would would appreciate these themes. I guess um, what we've thought about is, okay, how do we make it very, very easy for organisations to automate aspects of their risk or large aspects of their risk and compliance program, right? And the, the first question we asked and essentially the problem we've solved is what do you currently do? What If you're a cybersecurity professional working in a large organisation, how do you report up and how do you manage your risks and how do you think about ensuring compliance with standards bed? you know, PCI DSS or 27001 or NIST cybersecurity framework or whatever it might be. And the short answer for most organisations is they use spreadsheets, right? They use spreadsheets and it's a very manual process. And we know that that hurts because the labour shortage in the cybersecurity market is acute, right? Like there is a huge lack of skilled expertise. There's plenty of people who are coming through the ranks, but, you know, at the at the more senior levels, those resources are uh, you know few and far between. So essentially, what we've done is said, how do we how do we really replace how do we genuinely replace spreadsheets, right? And essentially, there's a few things that we've done. One is we've architected our platform to be used by we call it Hub and Spoke, which allows it to be used by advisors and MSPs as well as their clients. So the hub being the um, advisor MSP, the client being the spoke. All large organisations, right, Fortune 500 companies using our platform with central divisions thinking about risk and compliance, but then aut autonomous individual teams who need to run their own, you know, activities, right? So our platform's designed in a very multi-tenanted, distributed manner. So it's point number one. And that helps with adoption, right? It allows you to, to kind of put the technology in place and allow it to be used by an individual team without necessarily spending 12 months configuring a monolithic system. Yeah. This is the first point. Second point is we've embedded all the content into the platform. 
And Jeff, this is the kind of killer blow. And when I mean content, I mean all of the, you know, we've got literally hundreds of standards, frameworks, regulations, um, all of that kind of stuff is baked into the platform as well as, you know, policies, control sets, risk libraries, issue libraries, and so on. And if you ask a cybersecurity professional, what do they spend most of their time doing? They spend a lot of it in spreadsheets, trying to get all those reference points cut and paste into a spreadsheet to then manage. So we've kind of knocked that problem off as well. And we describe that as a bit like the app store on your mobile device, right? It's the place that you go when you log into six clicks and you go and pick and choose the stuff that's relevant to your business, right? So if you're running an ISO 27001 program, you get the assessment template, you get the control set, you get the risk libraries, you get the whole suite of stuff that helps you for that, um, that program. The third thing that we've done is we've got all the, the sort of the functionality, I guess you, you would need to run a full ISMS in cybersecurity terms. People describe these things as information security management systems, right? Like the, the soup to nuts way in which you operate your cyber program. That's what our platform does. And so we've got third-party management, we've got audit, assessment, risk management, issue management, vulnerability management, you know, the whole shooting match. Um, and all of that functionality automates the processes that you would otherwise use spreadsheets for. And the fourth thing is, is kind of just a little bit of icing in the cake. When we started, actually, the, the backstory, when we started the platform, we, we started development, but we also employed a team of PhDs and they were focused on artificial intelligence to solve a couple of problems related to cyber risk and compliance. And the problem, the, the main thing that the AI tool Haley has solved is understanding overlap between standards, laws and regulations, right? So we know those things are coming out like thick and fast, right? GDPR, there's the Californian Privacy Act, there's, you know, there's now I think 128 privacy regulations around the world. Cybersecurity frameworks, there's hundreds. But we all know you don't need to be an expert, but you can just imagine there's tons of overlap between these, right? So if you can quickly identify the overlap, and we do that in about seven seconds between any one of those frameworks, you can therefore reduce your, you know, compliance burden overall for your for your organization by working out what is the stuff that's unique and what is the stuff that's genuinely different between those standards. Fascinating. Um, so those four things are what we think helps companies reimagine risk, demonstrate compliance and improve cybersecurity. And on that, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Right. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and bonus content.